John B., is that you? <laughs> Chase? <laughs> Alex? Is Kelsey here? Hello, Father. <laughs> Hello, Father. Yes! She's a Nashville girly now. Oh, my God. I'm Come so happy in. to be here. What is up, Daddy Gang? It is your founding father, Alex Cooper, with Call Her Daddy. Okay, Chase is leaving because he has to go back and film and he has a life and he has a job. It was so Aww. nice meeting you. <laughs> Thank you for all the shots last oh night. Gosh. I smell like tequila. Yeah, I still smell like tequila too, so. God bless. I'm in good hands. Yeah. Love you. Bye! Bye! No! No! You just go quick, just quickly! Quickly, we're gonna take a break for a little. Sexual. <laughs> oh, wait, what? Oh my god, okay. It's a dog leash, I swear oh to god. Oh my god, what the fuck is going on? Bye, Bye man. everybody. Kelsey Ballerini, <laughs> welcome back to Call Her Daddy. Welcome to Nashville. Thank you for having me. I've never been to Nashville. Um, and it's been pretty surreal to like get to experience it with you and Chelsea Handler. I'm like, what the fuck is life? Like, it's what is so happening? Good. I cannot believe I'm finally in your house. I've seen it on Instagram like a creeper. But being here, it is the most charming, beautiful. Thank you. Wait, okay, so tell me about this house. Okay, so this is like my 1920s cottage. I tried to buy this house 2020, during the pandemic, okay. I was in the penthouse, which is crazy. Crazy. I'm going to drive you by it. Isn't it crazy, too, when you write songs or if I do episodes, sometimes I think some fans can't decipher, like, is that actually true or was it, like, a metaphor? Like, where did you live? And you're like, no, it I'm, was a penthouse and I'm going to drive you there. I'm going to drive you by Girl. it. Memory lane. Girl. Everywhere. But I tried to buy this house and I was like, I want a house that feels like I don't have to be a full adult yet. And I saw this house on Zillow and I was like, oh my God, this is my house. I tried to buy it, it didn't work out. Another wonderful, amazing artist bought it. Um, she was going through a divorce at the time. I moved 0.9 miles down the road to a house that I never really loved, but like, yeah. you know, needed, needed to move out of the penthouse. Mm -hmm. um, and then whenever I got divorced, right. I texted Casey who bought this house. Casey Musgraves. Yes, and I was like, I don't even know if you knew it was me that was like trying to get this house the same time as you, but it was, and if you ever wanted to like move, would you let me know first? And within like a month, um, she was like, I think I found my dream home, are you serious? We didn't use real estate agents. Stop. It was like woman to woman, and she was like, this was my healing house, and now it's like, it it's, makes me like a little emo, yeah. That is so crazy that she came here during her divorce yeah. and was like, this was like her sanctuary. Yeah. And then for you to, also the fact that you even saw it before knowing like yes. who had it and you just knew too, something about this house. I'm not gonna lie, like even walking in, I didn't, it's so beautiful on the outside, but walking in, it's even more beautiful inside. Like Thanks. there's something so calming about yeah. this house. So daddy gang, last night <laughs> I finished my tour in yeah, Nashville. Yeah, you did. Crazy, Woo! crazy. Like, I don't know how you do it. I'm fucking exhausted. It's it's a wild world. All the time. It's so crazy, but I cannot thank you enough for coming out. The daddy gang freaked out for you. Like, <laughs> seeing how loud they were last it night was for so you, fun. everyone was like, damn, like the Ryman is like popping the fuck off tonight. It was 
insane. We go to the after party. Yes. And Kelsey's like, we we need to take some tequila shots. And I'm like, absolutely. Because last time we hung out, it was so intense. <laughs> so like that that episode was so intense. And I was so nervous. And it was just a heavy conversation, a beautiful conversation, but heavy. One of my favorite things listening to you and your podcast is like how much fun you have. And I was like, I want to have fun with you this time. I think let's go. Let's get in the let's car go. and let's get it done. Let's get it done. I have Here a whole go. journey planned. I'm very excited. Okay. Buckle up, buttercup. <laughs> let's go, baby. <laughs> This episode is presented by Sparkling Ice. Turn up summer with Sparkling Ice. They have over 17 anything but subtle flavors, all made with zero sugar and packed with vitamins and antioxidants. Iced tea and lemonade, strawberry watermelon, tropical punch, peach nectarine. Yum. Crank up the flavor. Sparkling Ice. Anything but subtle. I do feel like this is a good time to tell you that I got in six car accidents the first year that I had my license. <laughs> oh my god, amazing, Kelsey! I can't wait. What the fuck? Giving chaos. Um, I've never gotten in a car accident, and I'm really? not. I'm not gonna drive today, though. I got you. You're I just think. gonna. What the fuck? <laughs> oh my god, your car is adorable. My Jeep. I love a good Jeep. Come on in. Yes, girl. Here we go. Godspeed to us. Oh my God. You know what? I get more nervous when I'm driving in a car with someone else. So just know like, I'm not judging you. Okay, well, please don't. No, no. Judge me for anything else, just no. not my driving. No. Literally. Well, when you do start it off, Kelsey, by saying I know. six car accidents. Well, it's okay. It was like backing into a dumpster kind of thing. Totally. So you're from Tennessee. I am. You grew up in Knoxville. I did. And then you moved to Nashville when you were pursuing music. When I was 15. What would you say it is about Tennessee that is so special to you? Oh, I mean, it's just all I've known. And so, like, I had a very, like, country music upbringing. Yeah. And so when I fell in love with songwriting and I learned that Nashville was, like, three hours down the road, I was like, I have to get there. And so mom moved me here when I was 15. When you were growing up, did you always want to be a singer? Like, when did you know? No, I, I always loved music. Like I did, like Glee Club, Glee and shit. I never had a good role, um, but I, I just I loved music. But I didn't know that you could just like pick that as a career. That makes sense. You yeah. know, like there wasn't anything around me until like Taylor Swift. If I'm being so candid, yeah. that made me think that that was like a viable option for me. That's and so. Yeah, once once I started writing, I already had, like, the background of, like, loving music and being really active in, like, my choral department and, like, yeah. worship at church at that point, which, speaking of, we're about to pass the college I went to for two years. Um, it is a Church of Christ college. Oh, my God. Um, and oh. let me just paint the picture for you. Please paint it. I was very, 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 very straight-laced. Okay. Did not drink, did not do anything. And in this college that we're pulling up to, you were not allowed, like, girls not allowed in boys' dorms, vice versa, ever. So, the most rebellious thing I did in my two years at Lipscomb, I dated this guy who was on the basketball team. Okay. And um, he and I both (laughs) stayed on campus one weekend, and he 
gave me his clothes and I dressed up as him and I scaled the wall of this dorm. Stop. And snuck in his window and cameras just thought that I was him because I was dressed up like a boy. Kelsey? She's giving rebel. She's giving? <laughs> right there. Rebel? I'm not going to get my honorary degree. It's not going to happen now. They're like, we're taking you off the wall. All of your awards Sorry, are guys. gone. Kelsey, I love that you're like the most rebellious thing in college I ever did. But honestly, kind of rebellious. Also, For genius. that climate. Genius. For that campus. I also love that like you now are an adult and you like looking back on that like it was so rebellious but like in those moments it feels like the end of the world like if you got caught I was a rule breaker <laughs> and it's me which you're getting to know me like I, that was not my vibe right. it was like very scary so did you ever get in trouble growing up like what were you like as a kid tell me I'm an only child okay so you were rule follower, the perfect child. Yeah. Your parents love you so much. My like, parents split when I was 12. Okay. So then I had big peacemaker energy. Like I was always like mm. trying to make sure everyone was okay. Mm -hmm. And what? that's been like the shedding of my skin the last few years, honestly. Oh, that's so interesting. I know what you mean of like you're trying to like appease to make sure that like did you ever think they would get back together or was oh, it like it was no. over? It was over. No, it was so over. But it's interesting because like I've always talked shit about their divorce mm -hmm. and now having gone through it myself I have so much more empathy and like respect and perspective for them yeah. and what they went through with a kid so, you know you're it's so interesting though as we get older and go through more experiences yeah. like your your just perspective on things change because like in the moment I'm sure at 12 that was like the most heartbreaking thing in oh, your yeah. mind yeah but probably for the best. Yeah. Are you close with your mom and your dad? I'm super close with them both. My mom moved me here, so yep. I see her like three times a week. Yep. Um, but I'm really close with them both. How would people describe you if they're like, oh, I went to high school with Kelsey Ballerini? Well, I think there were two very different experiences. Like the, the one that I went to in Knoxville, the one that I like write all the songs about, Go Bobcats, all that. Um, it was like the two most impressionable years of my life. Mm -hmm. Like it's where I joined like the glee club and like had a really beautiful friend group for the first time it's where like you know i had like my first boyfriend um like all like these really like fundamental building blocks for yeah. me also like there was a school shooting at my high school i know that's like really heavy to throw into the mix oh but it was one of those things that like really altered my life and oh were you there that day yeah 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 i did, was did people lose their lives yeah there was um there was one kid, his name was Ryan, oh my um, God. and he, yeah, he passed away. I'm so sorry. It was, like, one of, obviously, like, the most traumatic things I have ever experienced. But oh my God. it was that that made my mom go, like, okay, let's move to Nashville. Wow. Holy shit. I didn't talk about it for the longest time, uh, just because it's so heavy and it's so um common and uh right and also people just immediately go into a gun conversation which uh, i'm course. not comfortable with to totally you know no completely it's like you were in a school this went down and yeah. that was your experience yeah. that was so traumatizing but th Holy those shit. two years are like the years that i just hold like so closely yeah do you have if you had to say like what is your oh i made it moment like when it really hit you of like oh we've done this Oh, like I don't, 
I don't know if I've had one, Alex. I'm being so honest. Like, I have moments, and especially in the last year, like, there's been crazy shit. Like, doing SNL, being on the cover of Time, which, congratulations. Oh, and congrats um, to you. Are you fucking Like, those are, like, things that are just so beyond anything that I could have yeah. even, like, dreamt up. Mm-hmm. But I think when you have the moment of, like, oh, I'm peaking, you're peaking. Right. And I, I don't, I'm not done yet. I feel the same way. You know? It's so crazy. Like, people ask me that in interviews sometimes of, like, what's, what's your, your I made it? And I'm, like, there's the way to compare it would be, like, how when you're, sure, if I said to myself, younger me would be out of my mind. Like, younger Kelsey, younger Alex, we would be, like, we're living our dreams. Like, this yeah. is crazy. Like, the fact that even we're two young women sitting yes. in this car right now and we're on the Time 100 yes. list. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's not that I don't recognize how crazy, but it's when you're so in it and you're so motivated and you're driven, it you almost don't have time to, like, soak it in too much. Yeah. Because you kind of got to just keep it moving. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of young women should... I should give myself this advice and you and everyone. It's like, we got to find ways to like be more proud of ourselves and take those pause moments because like I said, younger us would be so proud. So it's like women listening to this, like if you finally got that job that you wanted or the raise that you celebrate. Yeah. And don't quiet it down. Even like, I'm not even just saying this. Even last night I walked off stage and I was like, that was so loud. Like the fact that people like cared that I like showed up, I, it just like those are still moments for me where I'm like it just wasn't like that a few years ago and I think especially as women mm. we are like conditioned to feel insecure if we lean into like our wins yeah 100% and people think we're bragging or whatever and 100%. it's like if a man was doing anything we're doing in this car it would be like he's such a boss like he's hot he's sexy he yeah. like owns it he's yeah. rich like yeah, it's it just feels strange, and I'm I'm still working through that too of like how to be more like comfortable in my success. Um, We're on Music Row. Oh fuck. Okay, so what is what is Music Row? Okay, I so don't it's know changed a lot, but it's 16th, 17th Avenue in Nashville, and this is like where all of the record labels are, all the recording studios, publishing companies, all of that. But we're gonna go past my label in a few minutes so it's I, I didn't even know what to expect when you said that but it's like all of these little homes mm-hmm. essentially they look like little houses mm-hmm. and then some like condo apartments and people just go in here and write they go in they write they record I mean like RCA is one of the most famous studios and it's down here on the left so some of the most famous musicians have been on this street oh my gosh and made I mean, some of the biggest not records. even just country I mean Nashville is like obviously like known for country music but no like everyone has recorded here so i'm signed to an indie label okay it's called black river and it's part of the thing that i wear is like a badge of honor now Mm -hmm. but like you know when i was starting i was in college trying to get any kind of like gig yeah and everyone passed on me all the majors passed on me because women were not working Mm -hmm. and um this indie label took a chance on me and like we've changed each other's lives dude and so this is it and they have a big like rolling up the welcome mat shut the fuck up no shut the fuck up your face bitch that is so epic that is so kelsey 
That is so iconic. Oh my god. Are you kidding me? So this is this is where I've like made all my music. Daddy gang, Kelsey's head is it's wrapped huge. around a giant <laughs> building. That is so fucking epic. I'm like, guys, that's that was that's a big one. Dude, that's a big one. Oh, you must feel so fucking proud of your dude. That is so dope. <laughs> It, Are you kidding me? It's cool. I remember when I was in college, like driving down Music Row and seeing all the people that had their number right. ones and all their like accolades right. out front. And it's cool to but be. But that's also it. cool. Like you said, like no one wanted you at the time. You're no. working. You're you're trying to make it, and for someone to take a chance on you, and not only to take a chance, and then you prove yourself and you change your life and their lives. That is, yeah. that must just feel so surreal. Also, we're moving into a place called the Gulch. Okay. This little area down here is very um, special to me because my first place that I ever had on my own is down here. It was a studio apartment. It was government rent controlled because I, I could not afford anything. Yeah. Um, I lived there for two years and I'll bring you by that next, but this is the song Penthouse. Um, those top, penthouse. those top two windows on the other side we're penthouse yeah what does it make you feel when you drive past that oh i feel nothing nothing yeah i really feel nothing yeah now i just think about like the song and i think about how many women have like related to it and like told me their journey of like you know when you play house and you're trying to like make things work when it's just not working and so i it makes me feel very like i'm i'm proud of this totally. chapter now totally. you know totally but it is interesting to drive by i'm like oh, no, what crazy. a time and no, then it's right over crazy. here was my first one i'll bring you over there but wait that's such a mind fuck that it went from like your rent controlled studio yeah. to then literally the penthouse up there yeah and just so everyone knows obviously we're not rehashing it but like the first episode that you ever came on to give context like yes. kelsey was married and in this relationship that she was not happy in mm -hmm. and it ended obviously yeah but that was the place that you guys lived together and yeah. that is where you know the song penthouse originated from it's yeah. like being so lonely in a penthouse are we Damn. behind sewage right now no we are behind sewage. are we behind shit this is it's, <laughs> what's so fun about being in the cars like we get deep for a second and we're like are we getting an accent is that that is literally, literally shit, shit in can. <laughs> it's literally shit in a can <laughs> we are driving yeah. behind a bunch of yeah shit, perfect moving around nice um can we also just have a moment? Like, I'm just, you're a hype queen for a second, but you just played your biggest arena. I did. Sold it out. I did. Like, I'm sorry, you're nominated for a Grammy. Oh, God. Girl. It's been, like, the craziest year of my whole life. Of my whole life. In every way imaginable. Like, truly. And when I sat down with you last time, like, I was, I was still, everything was still feeling very chaotic in my life, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I feel like since I saw you last, it's just like blossomed in such a beautiful way. That was my first apartment ever. <gasps> oh, you were like in the thick of it. I was in the thick of it. Where it, were you at in your life, like mentally when you lived there? Compared to oh. selling out arenas and winning, you oh. know, like just all these awards and getting nominated for a Grammy. Like you, I am like, when I know what I want, I am focused mm -hmm. and I am working. And so I think in that phase of my life, I was just, I was writing all the time. And that's the thing too, with my story, like I, it, it's been grassroots. Like the whole thing was just, it shouldn't have worked. Like mm -hmm. I'm a female artist on an independent label mm -hmm. in country music. Like mm -hmm. there's not a lot 
to like of history that tells me that that could work, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so it, it was just like consistency and showing the fuck up every single time for a lot of years. And like this year, like we've been talking about, like there have been so many big moments. I have to pass this truck of shit. Dude, it, it's... I'm doing it. It's it, starting to give me the ick. No, you guys, like I wish you could no. see like... Not a tractor. Oh, no, a tractor and literally just a bunch of shit sloshing around in front of our faces. We had to go. We had to go. But um, it's like it, everything for the last decade has like been such groundwork and such mm-hmm. like true like blood, sweat and just like work. Um, yeah. And this year it finally feels like I'm not pushing a boulder uphill. You Dude, know, grinding for so long yeah. when when you get to that part where everyone is like, how does it feel to be this? It's like, thank God. <laughs> yeah. It's about fucking time. Like, yeah, it's, it's been years in the making of working and working and trying and trying and trying different yeah. routes and trying and people turning you down and yep. people calling you crazy and, and people passing you. Mm-hmm. That was something that I really had to get comfortable with of like, There would be artists that would get signed to, you know, bigger labels with more, like, pull behind them, and they would fly past me, and I would be like, what am I doing wrong? And I would spend so much time focusing on other people that were winning Mm. that I couldn't, I was too distracted to honor, like, the journey that I was supposed to be on, you know? I feel like that's so, could also be so helpful for people listening, is like, we are our own worst enemies. We're comparing ourselves, especially to people either in our industry or your people, your age. If you get out of college and I know so many people write into me being like, my friend got the job or my friend's making more or my friends in the relationship. My friend got married. I'm 30. I don't know what to do. Like, yeah, we freak ourselves the fuck out because the timeline doesn't match the other people's timeline. And it's like, it doesn't fucking matter what other people are doing. You don't want their life. No, you want your life. Yeah. And you got to just, even like you said, all the way back to you being younger and things transpiring to then get you to Nashville like it all happened the way it was supposed to happen yeah it's hard to trust the journey though when you're like girl it's hard it's hard because there's a lot of low moments and a lot of like alone nights where you're like am I fucking doing the right thing yes and I, I think it's okay to doubt yourself. I feel like we, like, feel shame if you're doubting yourself. That's okay. Like, that's it, normal to be questioning if you're doing yes. the right thing. It's just the comparison. That's yeah. the thief of joy. Yeah. And you're I, right. I definitely went through that. You don't have to talk about this, but I did think oh, it ready. was incredible because I was talking about it this morning with my um, my hair stylist. We were talking about you at the um, CMT Awards. Oh, yeah. And your decision to bring out drag queens during yeah. the performance. And you got a lot of backlash. People were outraged. People like were like, this is the time to cancel her. Because yeah. that was also during a time where anti-drag and anti-trans was being pushed. Especially um, in Tennessee. In Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. especially yeah, yeah, in Tennessee. Yeah. Talk to me about your decision to do that. Um, well, what I'll say is I can't imagine what it feels like to be the drag queen on stage. Mm -hmm. Because the hate that I got for that was like the loudest I've ever gotten from like the public. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't compare to like what they're getting all the time. And it really put me in my place and like checked me because I was like, I've always been an ally, what is that? Like, but what does it mean, you know? And I just felt like it was a really important time to like show up in a way that I could on a stage that felt really important. Absolutely. And my lesson from that was like, 
what I felt from the backlash of that times a million is literally what they go through to to express themselves, yep. to love who they love, to be who they are, whatever whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like, and that to me was like a really really eye opening takeaway from that. I, also, we're on Broadway. I, yeah, I, right. As we're having like the most like <laughs> intense conversation, there's like drums going. Um, <laughs> no, I just to wrap that up. I will say like. I think I can speak for so many people and then can't speak for the other fucking people, but there was such an insane, I obviously already had respect for you, but there's such a respect I have for you to like make that statement because that's what I was talking about with people this morning was like, I didn't know you were that. I didn't like, no one knows like who's an ally, who's not. And like, it was such a statement and it was so powerful and it's so fucking crazy that people were that disturbed by it. But I commend you for doing it. And I agree with you. It's like, we will never understand. But what we can try to do is uplift the voices and yep. like keep spreading awareness of like, this is let people do whatever the fuck they want to do. Let them live their lives yep. and worry about yourself. And it's, it's disgusting to hate. Um, Broadway. Broadway. Holy shit. Broadway. I don't even know what to like. Woo! It is a Wednesday at one o'clock. Yeah, yeah, dude. Dude, every bar has music. I mean, it's so it's so legendary. Like when I'm home now, like I'll have girls' nights and we'll. That's where I get it out of my system. Got it. Got it. So I do Broadway every now and again. I also just like refuse to not be normal ever. Like specifically in the last year, my life has changed so much. But like, I just crave doing normal mm-hmm. real shit yeah. you know like all my closest friends have like real jobs and mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. I want to do what they're doing Dude. on the weekends yeah. with them yeah. so I just don't I don't want to cater to my life changing you weren't even home for like how many days were you in that house this year I mean like honestly since I got my house last November probably probably 50 nights maybe yeah. Okay, how do you stay sane and like where the fuck are you? You're just I I it, to be so candid, I just did a 3-day intensive um to really like mm-hmm. make sure that you're okay. I'm okay. Yeah. I just like I just turned 30. My life is like very um unrecognizable from how it was a couple years ago mm-hmm. in all beautiful ways. Wait, so what is a three-day intensive? So it was like um, no phones mm. and eight hours of therapy a day. Oh, my God. Yeah, and so I did, like, talk therapy and, like, equine therapy and some other... What's equine therapy? With horses. Oh, my God. I'm it so was so power. Like, it was really powerful. Um, and it was really good. Like, I feel like I kind of, like, tuned back into myself and... It's a, I, I think it's important for everyone, especially around our age, like as we're growing up and figuring out our lives and our next steps, like just to like keep checking in on yourself and your progress and your growth and like making sure that you're good. Okay, wait, so tell me like where we're going and like what this place means to you. So you're taking me to a bar. Okay, I'm taking you to a bar. But Even though I'm fucking hungover as shit, Kelsey. Not for long. Okay. Broadway is the place that everyone knows, but Santa's is a double wide trailer. A double Santa trailer. is usually there. I think he's there today for us. Okay. He 
Um, it's like his place. Okay. It's my favorite night out. Okay, we're at Santa's. Merry Christmas. Yo, Let's okay, get also, drunk. Just so you know, I love Christmas, so I'm <laughs> very too. happy right it's now. It's basically Christmas now. Dude, let's go get drunk. I love how I'm like, I'm so hungover. But let's go look get drunk. Look how just like... It, there's game. one place like this, and it's this is this my place. heaven. I've been here with Halsey. I've been here with Ed Sharon. It is like it's the haunt. It's where people go to, to just vibe. Vibe. Let's fucking go. Okay, Halsey, let's go. <laughs> we're gonna wear forever daddy gang come drink with us we're going into santa's bar come on the show has begun santa's pub the show has begun okay hello santa is one of my favorite <gasps> characters in this town santa santa hello hi i'm alex hi merry christmas merry christmas <laughs> You don't even understand how happy I am to be here. Christmas is my favorite thing in the world. It's I am obsessed. My fiance is scared of me. When it hits like September, I'm like, let's decorate. Oh, wow. So I love it. Thank you for having us. Uh, thank you for being here. Of course. Christmas year round here. Christmas year round. Year round. My favorite time of year too. Santa, um, you know that I don't really like beer and this is the only place that I drink it. So can we get two Coronas? <gasps> <laughs> This is so incredible. Yeah, it's special. Thank you so much. Thank you. Cheers. Thank Cheers. You. Cheers. Cheers. Let's go. All right. Cheers. We already cheers, but I'm doing it again. I love that I'm getting you to drink beer. I know. You don't like beer. I don't like beer, but I like beer here. In Santa's Pub. It's just a part of the energy, part of the vibe. Something that we were talking about is I was like, oh, like, um, I'm 29. Like, wait, Kelsey, how old are you? And you're like, you're 30. And I loved how we both just looked at each other being like, we're feeling better than ever. And I feel like, right? I just feel so good in my skin I feel like I look back at myself in my 20s like earlier 20s not that I didn't love myself but like I felt so just like insecure in certain moments and didn't like love parts of myself and I feel like I'm loving getting older I in my early 20s was like so interested to see how I would feel turning 30 it was daunting to me I was like am I gonna have my life figured out what's it gonna look like I think turning 30 is the hottest thing I've ever done <laughs> yes. I, hot take I think getting older is hot it I is. like it I'm liking myself better I care way less about other other opinions mm. as I get older mm. I'm like just getting to know yourself yeah. and like the ability to to do that and like mm. having the tools to do that like that's that's hot behavior it's so hot and it's and you're so right it's like I think we especially like growing up as like girls and then we become women and it's like a lot of like self-doubt and overanalyzing like how do I look and like men become hotter with age and women don't and it's like that's just fucking bullshit and I'm so happy that I can feel the same vibe from you and I just hope every woman listening know that like it's a fucking privilege to get older and we are only getting fucking hotter because we know ourselves better we 
we're more comfortable in our skin. And so, ladies, when you fucking hit 30, it's just beginning. Oh, so just celebrate. So good. Talk to me about your friends. Like, how do you navigate having a career and also giving time to friendship when your life is so busy? I think because I'm an only child and because I grew up just my friends were my sisterhood. That's all I knew. You know, I've always had those pillar relationships and just like being a girl's girl and craving like those conversations and those like wine nights and I, all of that, like it's just brought joy in my life since I was a kid. Um, I will say like, I am the friend that my closest friends know that I will disappear And it might be a day, it might be two weeks, and when I come up for air, we don't miss a beat. Yep. And that 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 takes a certain kind of friend, you know. Totally. Everyone's different, but for me, especially those three that I just told you about, it's like we never miss a beat. Whether I'm gone on the road mm. and going through whatever, yeah. Um, they they just yeah they show up and they let me show up as I am. Yeah. I think that's so important too. Like I feel like as you get older and there's less like reasons to get together with friends, especially when you get in romantic relationships and you have partners, like it's a, it's, a commitment in itself to like intentionally make time for the girls. And I think a lot of times if you're not in the best relationship, you can lose that connection with your girlfriends because if you really look at it, it's like, we're so close to those people in the moments that are what when they're hard though and you know you're not being yourself you can kind of pull away because you can't face them you're like I know I'm in this shit relationship I can't even look at you talk to me about that because you kind of went through that I did I think that I use my friends as escapism Mm -hmm. in my last relationship um as much as like the time that I spent with them was like a pure want. It was also Mm -hmm. like a need to get out of like my space that I was in. And so when I got into this relationship with Chase, like we talked a lot about like blending friendships and like having time all together. And, um, it's really beautiful. I went on this 30th birthday trip with just my friends Mm -hmm. and I was like, I love that I'm here with you guys and I'm not trying to be distracted. I'm just here because I'm happy to be here and like I'm happy to like go tell him about it I'm happy happy for you guys to show photos to him like it's just to be able to share the partnership and the friendships like that's a very new thing in my world and it's it's like it makes me like love everyone yeah wait that's so interesting and such a good observation of like I'm thinking back to maybe like relationships that weren't the healthiest in my past and thinking about my dynamics with friends back in the day mm-hmm. you're so right it's like that escapism piece of like I just want to go to the bar yep. and not even really talk about the shit at home like I don't want to talk about him nope. I want to just like try to just like be alive as myself for a couple yeah. hours yeah. to then go back to that hell and it's almost like you can get into this cycle of like not even like realizing you're doing it it yeah. just becomes routine Normal. and you're just surviving mm. but you're so right like if you cannot intermingle with like your partner and your friends like that is a red flag 100% right A 100% keeping it like church and state like yeah. is not no. the vibe for like your romantic and your friendships they should all be sure they not may all get along to the point where they're right, like right, obsessed right. but it should be you can all easy. like be together be right yeah and now you're experiencing that yeah. and like I can tell you're just so fucking happy yeah I'm so happy for you okay last time we spoke ma'am you had just ended your marriage and you were going through it. We were crying. There was tissues. Oh, yeah. How would you describe this current era now? 
Oh my gosh. Oh, I just feel calm. I feel really calm. Like, I feel like I was very chaotic when I first was, like, meeting you and talking about everything. And I feel like that lasted for a while. Just, like, the unraveling of the EP coming out and all of that that followed. But I'm just calm now. Like, life's good. I can tell. Like, I remember when I met you. And, again, that is fair to say. Like, we were so heightened because it was such a serious conversation we were having. But I remember meeting you and you had like there was like an anxiousness obviously about talking about the topic, but I could just tell it's like you had so much weight on your shoulders. Where do you think you would be at in your life right now? If you hadn't ended that marriage? Um, I don't think about that. It wasn't an option. Yeah. It wasn't an option. Love it. Cheers. Cheers. You know, cheers, cheers, bitch. (laughs) Fucking cheers. Okay. You are currently dating. Chase Stokes. I am. And it is so so crazy. He is so cute. He is so (laughs) cute. And you guys, how crazy. Okay. I know. So the episode we did ended. I'm blushing, bro. I swear when you, I have the TikTok sound saved because I'm going to make you do it with me later. Where you were like, so you're single. And I was like. Because it was so new. It was so new. And like I had, I had been on dates. Like I, you know, but like I hadn't dated. Yeah. Yeah. And like yeah it was so new and I was so nervous and it was so fragile at the time because we were like okay this is like we're like weeks into this how are we feeling you know it was I remember like no it was so crazy you guys to think back to that episode and how long ago was that like a year we started dating Jan 7th dude so it's almost been like I know a full year and I remember the photo came out of you guys like a little bit before we sat down and so I remember writing that interview being like do I ask her about it do I not ask her about it like I know they're probably not official but like do I ask her about Chase and I remember it was like basically the last question that we talked about and you were so giddy and it was but it was so nice to like again talking about such heavy shit and then all of a sudden you got so red and you were so happy and I was so happy for you because I could tell like oh wow maybe this is real maybe this is not just like a they happen to get photographed together my favorite thing was you saying you shot your shot and just dm'd this man thank god can you give the daddy gang some advice of like why to shoot your shot because why not Mm -hmm. literally why not Mm -hmm. like I don't know. You just can't put that much pressure on yourself or what may or may not happen. Like, I think you just have to be in a place where you're good with yourself mm. and you're like, just open. Like yeah. I was truly just so open. Yeah. Um, and honestly, like when I DM'd him, did I think that I would be like, Oh, this is like my guy. I don't really know. Like I was drunk with my friends at a bar, but like, as soon as we started talking, I was like, Oh, like he's lovely. And then as soon as we, like we met, I was like, Oh yeah, no shit. That's what I was wondering. I'm like, when you went into that, you had no expectations. No, no. I think I was really just enjoying that new season of my Mm -hmm. life Mm -hmm. and like like open and having fun with my friends and traveling. Right. Like you were, you were down if it was going to be a hookup, you were down for whatever. And then it ended up obviously being more than that. What is your favorite thing about Chase? Oh my God. Okay. He got my windows tinted for me. (laughs) (laughs) the specificity i'm so serious though because i went out of town he's like been here during the strike okay and i went out of town to go start working on the next record Mm -hmm. and i got home and 
my Jeep had the windows tinted. And he was just like, yeah, like, you need to be safe. I want you to be safe. So he's really caring. Yeah. Like, he he's thoughtful. Yeah. He's just thinking about you 24-7. He's, ju- he's very, um, he's like the most emotionally intelligent man I've ever oh. met in my life. Wow. I keep telling him he's a man written by a woman. <laughs> uh, that is poetic <laughs> yeah. and beautiful. Because he like he was raised by his mom and he's very close with his sister. Like he's just so in tune with his emotions and wow. is not afraid to be vulnerable. And it's um yeah, I think I think we both obviously have come off of like public breakups mm-hmm. and uh and we both didn't want to waste each other's time. Yeah. And so but we're both also like hopeless romantics. We're both like Virgos. So we're like the plan in us is like, are we vibing or no? And we just like yeah, it's just kind of been like Yeah, great. Is it like crazy to you how obsessed people are with your relationship? <laughs> I mean it's like, new. It's wild. It's, new. it's wild. It's new girl. Like it is it is, but it's sweet to feel supported. It true. is. That's yeah. True. It really is. Yeah. What is like, okay, what is a special memory that comes to mind when you think about your guys' relationship? <laughs> okay. So, so I slid in the DMs mm-hmm. December 1, mm-hmm. 1.30 a.m. Get in there, girl. Period. Drunk as fuck. <laughs> Period. <laughs> and we started like texting and then FaceTiming and all that. Met him in person mm-hmm. January 7th. We were supposed to have our first date the 8th, okay. but I was in L.A., okay. and I was like, crazy that I'm here, and we're not in the same room. And he was like, drop your pen. I was like, <laughs> and so he came to this party um, that I was playing, oh and I had just gotten done playing, and he was like, I'm in ballet. And I was, guys, I've, I'm sweating just thinking about this. I was, I thought I was going to pass out, like, because I, you know, like, you can have chemistry over the phone, but then when you when you see each other, you're like... What's the height difference? Are we like, are you, the whole I thing. didn't know what to do. The whole thing. Ugh. And so I walked out to his car and he got out of his Bronco. Hot, 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 hot. Bronco in a truck. Hot. 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 And- <laughs> Chase Oaks in a Bronco. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> and Fuck. he hopped out of his Bronco and he did not say a word to me. And he grabbed my face and he kissed me and he pulled my face away and he said, thank God you're real. And I was like, oh, bye. Every single bye, person in this room right now is <laughs> sobbing. And it was just Dude. like so, it was just so redeeming, like for my experience of men in right, relationships right. and how like, um, yeah, just like how sweet yeah you know sorry i have like chills no i know it's sappy it's so sappy but but it's it's not it's what's what's so fun about it is like we see all these photos of you guys and i appreciate you sharing that with us because it's like we don't know what happens obviously behind closed doors and everyone's like tell us the fucking tea kelsey well now i've spilled it on here and we have matching tattoos so we can't break up wait what (laughs) We have like little Virgos. Oh, you do? Yeah. Wait, oh, but you had it before. You didn't get no, them no, together. No, no, we, we got them like three weeks ago. Wait, what? I didn't know this. It's like the littlest thing you'll ever see, see in your life. Like, look. Oh, it's so cute. Yeah, she's dainty. How did you guys decide to do that? Um, I don't know. We just kind of did. You just said like, should we go get tattoos? <laughs> had you been talking about it? <laughs> yeah. Tell me. I'm sweating again. No. It, it's actually cold in here. You, it, it is? Yes, it's no, cold. Alex, no, Alex, no. No, I... Um, I 
I used to really resent my Virgo-ness because mm. to me it was like very control freak, mm. um, just needing power in mm-hmm. a lot of situations in relationships. Yep. Um, and he's a Virgo too. And he and I have like really allowed ourselves to love that part wow. of ourselves and each other. Just the need to communicate well and mm-hmm. be loyal and planning is not a bad thing when it's like for the right things all those things like it's just it's like a thing that kind of like bonds us no i think that's really cute oh my god if you would have told me that i was gonna just sit here and like gush over my boyfriend we want it we want it it's it's we love love okay i know i do too i'm like i'm like i feel like i'm like a middle school girl again no i really do but this is like what makes it so beautiful is like enjoying it yeah like we don't know what's gonna happen next year the next year like let's live in it let's have fun with it that's why we share it too because people are like you're so public about it i'm like yeah because it's so good like it's good and it's and it's real and like we are experiencing life as it happens to us and for us and like why why would we not i agree it's like if you guys are happy and you guys know each other like who gives a fuck just do it okay tell me what is a typical date night like for you guys oh um (laughs) <laughs> well it's different because we're always in random places you know mm-hmm. we don't one thing that we've worked on because we both uh need control and power and a plan mm-hmm. is to go out aimlessly and just kind of have an adventure fun and that's really fun for us to like not have a plan and just get in the car just and kind go. of vibe yeah that's actually great advice for people because like the amount of conversations that i will have with matt of like no you pick the place yeah. no you, just, just get, get in, in the car. car just get, get in the in car, the car. Yeah. oh my god yeah okay um <clears throat> kelsey oh yes i gotta ask yeah How's the sex? <laughs> Mom, turn it off. Mother, turn it off. Well, we talked about sex last time. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I thought I was sweating before. <laughs> Jesus. Um, because it was something that I always felt was very, uh, like my experience with it was very performative mm-hmm. and like for the other person, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and... It don't be like that <laughs> anymore. It's not for the other person. No. You're enjoying yourself. It's an, I'm having a nice time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a really nice time I'm over there. I'm having a nice time. Is it? I, yeah, I was going to ask, like, do you notice the difference <laughs> of the quality of sex when it's someone that you actually feel more oh, yeah. emotionally connected to? Yeah. I mean, I didn't understand how it could be a real, like, connector in a relationship oh interesting I never understood that I always thought it was just something that you did because that's who you do it with you know and no 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 it's like I now I realize like it's a connector for people right Um, yeah Kelsey's like okay my church of Christ I was about to say but I will say too like (laughs) I do believe like I want like I'm such a sex positive person Mm -hmm. and I love having conversations like with my friends and with women about like embracing it and not making it taboo to talk about. I'm like as a woman in the South, like it's It's a lot hard for me. I understand. I do think it's really important and healthy to talk about it. I really appreciate that. And I appreciate you even just sharing what you've shared because what I do know is so many people probably listening to this are going to relate to what you just said of, how many people and I would just ask people listening to just think about this because I do think it's a really important conversation of like are you having sex with your partner out of just like 
this is what I think we're supposed to do. And are you enjoying yourself? And it's like, you should be enjoying yourself. You should feel seen. You should feel like it is a two way street. This is not just for the man. And historically, I think that's like growing up. A lot of it is just taught to us of like, he just gets off and you just like, you know, and that's what you do with your partner, go to bed and cry your (laughs) eyes out. (laughs) And it's, and it's not supposed to be like that. And I think I appreciate you sharing the difference because it's important to show like someone that I think we've all, I've been in a relationship before where I'm like, I'm not enjoying myself. I don't feel seen and I don't feel emotionally connected or safe. And the way, the difference you will feel in that shift when you find that partner that you're like, safety it gives you is like so beautiful. It's so freeing. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I actually enjoy sex. Yeah. And then you get to know yourself and then you're like, it's a whole new She's world. doing crazy things over there. No, I'm not. Everyone's like envisioning you and Chase. No, 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 You're both no, no, so no. hot. Okay. Sorry. Right. Sorry. No, no. <laughs> Kelsey's like, okay, next question. Right, next question. Um, I do want to talk to you also about kind of almost like brings me back. I was thinking about it as we were sitting here about, we were talking about in the car, just like women supporting women. And just like, I think we've made progress. I feel like I've seen a lot recently online just about people being so hyper fixated and obsessed Mm -hmm. with like oh my god chase stokes has his ex-girlfriend on the show madeline klein from outer banks and they still work together and now they still have to go on to set together and how does kelsey feel about this and is she threatened by madeline and it's like again pitting these two women against each other and like chase isn't even a part of the conversation it's about like you and madeline and i just wanted to ask you to just talk about like how do you feel about it i mean I met her and I talked to her and she's lovely and I think she's wildly talented Mm -hmm. and I think the internet did its best to make it really weird Um, and it just didn't work for them. Uh, I'm stoked to be on set and vibe with everyone. I really like at the end of the day, I'm a girl's girl. Like I just, I don't buy into the bullshit Mm -hmm. um, and I, I don't buy into especially like the, the loud echo chamber of pop culture trying to make a thing out of nothing i think they have a beautiful working relationship and i'm excited to hang with her yeah yeah i'm like i want to yeah i'm vibing love that answer too because i was thinking about it like i don't i i think it's so interesting that people try so hard i think you're right it's like yeah. they want it so badly people want drama yeah they don't want consistency and happiness the other thing is if i was insecure about that that says way more about my insecurity with myself and my relationship than it does anything so true and like i don't feel insecure with my relationship and i don't feel insecure about myself i appreciate you sharing that because i i actually think it's also good like there's so much in media of like people don't feel in moments comfortable and I'm so happy you're just like guys it's not weird it's not weird you're making it weird we're good you're making everyone's good yeah we're good everyone's good good. last couple questions we need some advice because our wise woman over here is just like you just give wisdom okay you're giving wisdom you're giving like you're in the era of your life that we all want to be you seem so happy and you're just succeeding and we love you okay so give the daddy gang some advice okay kelsey yes recently i've been encouraging the daddy gang to leave the toxic behind and stop settling and i feel like you are right there with me what is your psa for why you should always leave a relationship that no longer serves you if someone's listening right now they're in that relationship they're like i can't do it kelsey give them that little that pump up talk i think 
there's two things. I think you're probably not doing it because fear is in the driver's seat. Fear is super powerful. But also there's probably an element of you're putting the other person before you. Mm. And what I would offer to that is you are also disservicing the other person's happiness and future and well-being emotionally to stay in it if you know that it's done. So if it's if it's nervousness of hurting the other person, you're hurting the other person by staying there. You're so right. It's like we, if you're laying there at night miserable yeah. and upset, like if they knew that, they wouldn't want that either. They no. wouldn't want to be in that either. No, 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 yeah. So like let both of you free and yeah. like go find something because you both can actually go find happiness. I think that's something you so beautifully talked about, I think, in our first episode was like there's a difference between talking about your experience but also recognizing in moments like it takes two and so like that person can be amazing for someone else absolutely like it just sometimes isn't the right fit obviously this is like not talking about like if someone was abusive or cheating or whatever this is just like sometimes it just ain't right and that's okay it's okay my therapist says there are seasons reasons and lifers and that's in every kind of Mm -hmm. relationship Mm -hmm. and it is okay and it is um necessary to have relationships that are all three seasons reasons and lifers and like let it be what it's meant to be let it okay yeah toxic relationships can really fuck up your mental health and wreck your confidence yeah how have you personally noticed a shift in how you feel about yourself now that you're in a healthy relationship and what can you give women who may be still kind of in that toxic cycle to look forward to like the light at the end of the tunnel of like what to expect when you actually do get out well I think there's a level of like pride that I have for myself for doing that because I am a peacemaker and my parents got divorced Mm -hmm. that was my biggest fear you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and Mm -hmm. I did it and did I (laughs) did it turn into like like a spectacle like yeah it did was that my intention god no Mm -hmm. like no um would I have done some things differently? Yeah, probably. Um, but like I did the hard thing and I did the best I could with the tools I had at that time. Mm -hmm. And I feel so proud of myself for going against everything that my childhood told me and everything that my adulthood up to that point told me. Mm -hmm. And I did it. And like the level of, I like, I didn't know that I had that in me, Mm -hmm. you know, to, to, dismantle this thing that I had said would be there for longer yeah Um, and I think knowing that I was capable of of doing it with the amount of grace and love that I tried to do it with Mm -hmm. um, is something that I feel so proud of myself for and I think that's a feeling that like I wouldn't have had had I not done it it's crazy when you say that too because I look back at you and I'm like as you're saying that I'm just thinking about you in this situation and how many people probably are watching this. And I'm thinking about like, wow, you are literally like the perfect testament to someone that people are so afraid to start over. People are so afraid to leave something that even if it is not what they maybe dreamt of for themselves, they're like, but but what, how would I even start over and how would this work? And you're literally sitting here a year later. It's kind of giving me chills to be like, dude, it's crazy that, I met you and it was one of like kind of the lowest points you thought at your life of like, what am I going to do? Like it was a lot and we're sitting here and you've never been happier. And it's like, you're literally sitting here and I hope everyone watching at home or at work or wherever the fuck you are. It's like Kelsey is the perfect example of someone of like, 
you can always start over always. and you can always bet on yourself that you will make it through and you will probably make it better once you get through the shit and life rewards you mm-hmm. like I'm not saying that I was the best person at all I'm just saying that like when I did the right thing that was the hard thing mm-hmm. like I like I have a relationship that I'm like that is so yummy and I have a house that I wanted since Mm -hmm. 2020 and I made a record that is the most me record and untouched by Nashville that I've ever made and it just got nominated for a Grammy you know like and it happened because I did the really really hard thing and I think that's the thing that I'm saying like I'm all of that is just like a result um of like trusting yourself and leaning into the unknown and believing that it's part of your journey and betting on yourself. You know, I don't know. I'm talking shit. Mike fucking. There's nothing. There's literally nothing left to say. There is nothing. Kelsey. I love you so much. I love you so much. It is an honor to now be able to call you a friend and to sit here a year later making you drink a Corona. And I know you fucking hate beer, but so thank you. I'm vibing with this. You kind of are. You kind of. To finish this episode, I think it's only appropriate (laughs) that we sing a little karaoke. Okay. Just a little Christmas tune. And I know it's November, bitches, but like, Daddy Gang, let's have a little fun and let's sing some karaoke. And I'm going to sound like shit next to Kelsey, but just go with God, okay? Let's go. (laughs) So are we? Say goodbye. Merry Christmas.